Hello, everybody, and welcome to Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill. Along with our other hosts, we have James Toops and Rick Warren. Welcome, gentlemen. What's up? James, can you hear us? Hello, James. Okay, I guess he can't talk right now, but he can hear us. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we are good. We're live, except uh, James has uh, been, I guess he's, oh, wait a minute. Hang on a second here. There we go. There I had him muted go. because I had, when we were doing the <laughs> intro, I had so much background coming from you on grunting, coughing, or clearing throats. I don't know what was going on, but I, I had to mute it. I had, Scratching. Yeah, I had to, I had to rejoin the, uh, the group because my internet's tripping because I have 49 kids here and they all <laughs> suck the life out of my internet. They're like um, poltergeists on the internet. So well, it's, um, I, I had to rejoin. And it, when I rejoined, my mic was um, unmuted, you know, prior. Like when I when I left us, I muted the mic, you know, quiet on the set, muted the mic. When I came back in, it was hot again. So there it is. Okay, that's what it was. So, yeah, so I had so much noise coming on when we started the show. I had to mute him. And he, like he said, have, speaking of oh, which, that you. reminds me, have you all seen that movie where this guy has like, uh, 500 and something kids. He was a sperm donor. He was like, went like 600 Damn. and something times. What was the name of that movie? Uh, um, child support. No, that would have been no. terrible. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so he, uh, he, he, uh, was trying to make extra money. So he actually went and he, uh, donated, uh, well, not really donated. They paid him for it, but he was trying to make extra bucks. So he went and, uh, gave of himself and, uh, ended up with over 500 and something kids because they messed up and they start gave like all these patients the 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 same donor so he had like you know all these children and they all wanted to find out who their biological dad was so anyway yeah it was crazy but but yeah that's what it just reminded me of i don't know why could you imagine could you imagine working at a place like that and hearing clean up on aisle three and having to yeah it's like (laughs) sorry i spilled it (laughs) damn it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it had been like a Yeah, it had been like to get this job. <laughs> it's like how much of it do there you need? You, would a quart be sufficient? All right. So, <laughs> there she blows. <laughs> so anyway, we got a we got a really interesting show now that we're off that topic. I mean, it was yeah. like, that's really not well, I guess it is paranormal in a way, but you know, to be able to yeah, yeah that's quite Sperma, a bit sperma normal. Yeah. yeah. I guess I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, so let, let's continue on with what the show's actually about. And we're gonna be talking about stigmata. What it means what we think it means, each one of us, um, and how does it work? And the one who did a lot of research on this, of course, is gonna be Rick Warren. He uh, he dove head on into this one, and uh, he's got some interesting facts. <laughs> and uh, I'm real curious to see what uh, the facts are that he pulled out of it. And not only that, but I've got my own ideas and opinions that I'll share, as well as I'm sure uh, James with his uh, personal surgeries uh, taking care of some things. So, uh, which was another story yeah. we had, you know, right before yeah. the show started. Yeah. But uh, yeah. definitely, uh, Rick, jump into it and let's get this show on the road. All right, all right, all right, all right. Good evening, gentlemen. It's good to be with you guys again. Thank you so much. The reason I chose this topic, Eddie and James, was I was looking at other type of phenomena that goes on in the spiritual world, but at the same time, it has a religious tone to it. The other things that I found out was speaking in tongues. The other thing was the stigmata. I wanted to look into that area of the spirit world to where, since we are a paranormal group, and see mm-hmm. exactly what was going on with this stuff as far as is it paranormal? Is it spiritual? Or what exactly is it? Is it something that comes from the mind as far as what, what they're saying that a lot of the stigmata is? And let's d- define what stigmata is to begin with. Okay, there are five wounds that are giving about stigmata. And these are wounds in both hands. These are wounds in both feet, and it can be a wound in the side from the spear point of the crucifixion. 
one thing I found really interesting was that every single one of the stigmata people that have been since, oh man, it goes back hundreds of years, are Catholic. Mm -hmm. It is predominantly in the Catholic realm as far as what we see with that stigmata and, and how it affects not only men, but women and how it affects the church too, as far as the followers and, and everything else like that. Later on, I wanna delve into some of the stuff as far as what is spirituality and the essence of what is speaking in tongues. Who does it? Why? Is it a phenomenon or is it just spirituality or is it something paranormal that comes from the spirit world once we're entranced in that type of ordeal? What say you guys? Well, first off, I want to say that stigmata, I've heard of many different cases concerning stigmatas, but speaking in tongues have always kind of, uh, I, I don't I don't really know how to perceive it. I mean, I've seen people do it, and to me, it's just gibberish. I don't know. Uh, some people believe highly in it. Other people don't. I honestly, trying to keep an open mind with it, you know, I, I honestly don't know what to believe in it, but the stigmata portion of it, of I've always wondered if it was spiritual or if it was something psychological where if the mind believes strong enough, this kind of stuff happens. But at the same time, I've also seen where you've got people that are, for the most part, atheist, and they've had stigmatas occur, you know, and it makes you wonder why. Is it maybe, it, and if it is spiritual, is it trying to, I mean, it'll eventually kill a person, you know? Right. So, right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's a lot of bleeding. That's a lot of pain and suffering. And I mean, I honestly, you know, it. when you think about these things, I mean, when you think about, you know, God, you know, um, how can God actually want somebody to suffer as he did, you know, or, or is that, or is there a reason for it? You know, uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, James, what's your thoughts? Okay, so I'll, I'll start with this, the speaking in tongues thing, right? So if you grow up Catholic or if you're in the Catholic belief, right, one of the worst things you can do um, in the eyes of the Catholic and, and is, is to, to make fun or, you know, uh, mock anybody that speaks in tongues. That's the worst thing you can do. Like, that's really frowned upon. It's one of the, the, the highest sins that you can commit as a Catholic, right? Right. Anybody right. speaking in tongues, you do not mock them. Your best bet is just to just, mm -hmm. that's nice shoes down there. Your best bet is just to deflect and go away from it, right? Just don't even look at it. Don't even pay attention to it. Somebody's in their zone and they're doing that, you leave them be. Um, the, uh, the other thing Eddie just brought up is why would God allow this to happen to somebody, right? Um, Eddie, uh, Rick, think about this right here. How many investigations have you been on? And uh, paranormal investigations, doesn't matter where you're at, um, whether you're in a hospital or a church or a, you know, orphanage or whatever the case, you know, a hotel, it doesn't matter. Uh, or people you've heard of have gotten scratched. How many have y'all been on where you've heard that somebody's gotten scratched? Right. Oh, that's yes. happened a bunch of times, especially to Patrick, who uh, he's like uh, he's almost our guinea pig. All the time, right? Happened to my son. You know, he had him way down his arms and everything else. So we, um, you know, the 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 lancing in the side and the uh, the, the wrist and the, the injuries occurred in a crucifixion, right? But we don't think about this. We don't think about the whipping that happened before the crucifixion, right? We don't think yeah. about the wounds and things that happened before that. Okay, the scratches and the bruises and everything else that happened before an investigation, right? Or before a crucifixion. So mm -hmm. what if during an investigation, maybe that's God's way of saying, do not do this. And you're ending up with these scratches and these bruises and these things that look like whip marks across your back and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And it's reminding you of why Right. You shouldn't be there because you're entering into an evil place. OK. Christ died for people, you know, to, to get get away from the evil. So he don't want you around the evil thing. So that's one thing that that you can think of. Right. So 
it's something to think about. Why do you always get scratched during an investigation? How does that correlate to a stigmata? You know, and I think it's pretty closely related. That's just me. That's just my personal belief. I think it's closely related as a warning to say, do not go there. Here's your scratches. Here's your bruises. Here's your, your things, right? Um, don't go in there. You're not, you're not welcome in there. We're trying to protect you and warn you away from getting out of there. I don't know what you guys think about that, but you know, I think that's, that's one answer of why people get scratched and bruises and stuff like that. Well, it's, it's definitely uh, a possibility but as most people that are doing paranormal investigations will tell you, they feel that a lot of the scratches or, or things that you receive, bite marks or scratches or whatever that may be, are done by, uh, you know, uh, entities or spirits that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, are, are aggressive or they're demonic or something of that mm-hmm. effect. Um, Rick, could, what's your you know, take on this? As always, could, the uh, scratches going into an investigation and things like that. Remember that there is a very high profile of those scratches every time, especially if they come in threes, because that is a mocking of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. And yep. therefore, that is something that is basically along an evil and or malevolent type of entity. Uh, right. You mentioned you mentioned the people that were uh, f- uh, there was a group of men, and I tried to look that up and I didn't didn't find it. But there was a group of men that sat there and take the whips on um, Easter or some day like that. That they sat there and they take the whips and they literally scourge themselves mm-hmm. on the back so bad that some of them require hospitalization. And this yeah. is what gets me as far as, I mean, what is spiritual and what is fanaticism in the essence of saying, okay, does it, is it in speaking in tongues? Is that a spiritual quest or is that a spiritual journey? The, fla- the, the essence of sitting there flogging your back to the point of, you know, gross, gross type of pain and, and injury mm-hmm. to yourself what does that i mean what does that do in in the essence of a psychological profile well, of anybody that's in that group darren wedlock says if it's only roman catholics it makes you wonder if it's psychosomatic that's a good point good but point. to to back up on that um right quick going back to the the, the scratching thing so just just for instance real quick what if that is your actual guardian angel saying hey don't go in there you know, we're warning you. So it could go. I think I think it could go both ways. And Eddie, I know, uh, Rick, I know exactly what you're talking about, the, the Holy Trinity, right? They're mocking mm-hmm. the Trinity. Right. I get that. But what if on the other tip, it's your actual guardian angel saying, hey, you don't, you know, you don't need to go in there. If you do, this is going to happen to you, right? Then you back out. Well, how, how many, how many uh, investigations, Eddie, have you been on? I know I have. Okay. I know probably James has, too. That when you walk into a place, if you're there for a while and you open up the door of the bedroom or another room or something like that, and something just basically comes at you, mm-hmm. I've had that happen. Right. Okay. It's almost like hell. a void yeah. in oh, yeah. space. Now, uh, yeah. real quick, real quick. Now, a lot of this kind of stuff, I mean, I've been in a lot of investigations where you've been scratched, you've been, uh, people have been bitten, mm-hmm. uh, pushed, touched, hair pulled, Absolutely. tugged, tapped, yes. you name it. Um, Connie LaFave says she believes it's spiritual. And Connie, uh, her and her husband, Dan, uh, they own the Old Park uh, Hotel there in, in uh, here in Texas. And it's a haunted hotel. So real quick, I'm going to give her a plug real quick. You can uh, get that place and do a really awesome investigation. They've done a lot of work to this place. So give her a quick plug in there, uh, her and Dan. And uh, it's in Ballinger, Texas. And uh, wow. so it's called, yeah, it's called... Uh, old park hotel but it's not old i believe it's o-l-d-e i believe it's the way it's spelled the um, english version english version yes yeah and so, so it's guys, a it's a really cool out. old hotel so, but eddie i'm sorry go ahead um i just no i just i hate to cut you off but i i just got excited all of a sudden um so where i where i go to in colorado for work i just found out i'm literally 40 miles away from the stanley hotel oh dude you've got to go (laughs) i am 40 miles away from the stanley you've got to go um, as we were talking before remember that whole area is like uh it's like embedded in quartz 
And as mm -hmm. we know, quartz Absolutely. holds a lot of energy. So, yeah, man, I'm just surrounded by mountains where I go. I'm, I'm go. I'll be there Monday. Um, surrounded by mountains, man. And I found out the Stanley's 40 miles from where I stay at, like wow. 40 miles from Arvada, from from my home office up there in Colorado. So I'm making a trip. I'm taking Danielle up there with me uh, this weekend coming. She's going to be up there with me. We're going to go explore and do some stuff. We're going to go to the Stanley. Uh, we're not going to the stay, bar, but we're going to go and visit. And um, man, it's just going to be a great time. Gotta, so we have the whole Labor Day weekend, you know, to go up and do that. Yeah, you got to go to the bar. Oh yeah. So there's yeah. a bar. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't know, so, earn it. If you can get a tour down down below in the basement area, that's where the real deal is. Yep, I mean, absolutely. I that's activity down there. That that's room cool. two fourteen is what I heard. I mean, I'm not a yeah. huge beer drinker, but I'll go to the bar. Uh, Darren says Stanley Hotel, a hot spot. <laughs> yes. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, yes, uh, I remember one night uh, on a Halloween uh, special, uh, Ghost Hunters with Jason Haas and them. They went to the Stanley. Uh, it's when they first, Ghost Hunters first came out, and they went down below the Stanley Hotel, and there was they actually were picking up a, a disembodied voice of a little boy. Yes down below if you remember that and it help, was they were talking help, to it help mm -hmm. yeah which was yeah. really really cool i mean that that was yeah. like one of their better episodes yeah it was it was I'm, really awesome i'm stoked man i'm super stoked about that i can't wait you know and um i've been I'm, wait a minute through work what? wait wait danielle says i'm not staying at the stanley yes you are danielle <laughs> her ass is yes I'll you are she even if stay. even if we even if we have to get freaking uh james to take you drop you off and leave you there you're staying at the yep. stanley in the car she even. Is, whether <laughs> she likes it or not she is part of the reactive paranormal group and yep. she is going to stay wherever we stay yeah we're we not having any of this chicken that. shit stuff happening here yeah. there is no question about it she's no. just gonna stay <laughs> yeah now james you gotta do do anything oh, to get her man. to stay there. Piss her off or whatever, yeah. so she walks yeah. off, and then you can just leave Promise and just kind of smile. Anything, whatever. Yeah, anything. yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, yeah. yeah. Just mm -hmm. I can get her to stay there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'll bribe her yeah. with something. She goes, no. Yeah. No. We'll, yes. we'll do, we'll, so this, so the the hotel itself, like, if you want to stay in two fourteen in one of the the hot rooms, it's like four hundred something bucks a night. Um, but we huh? will do. Yeah, it's high. Yeah, they're so, practically giving it away. Yeah, it's like four hundred something bucks a night for and, that room. Uh, yeah, and you got to book two. <laughs> yeah, well, not so much any room. So there, there's rooms off of the hotel that are built afterwards uh, that are cheaper. But I'm, if I'm going to go, I'm going legit. So I'm going to stay uh, in the actual. Yeah, you want to stay um, in the King yeah. room. Yeah, and you got to book two rooms in it. You know, two rooms at a time. You can't just you can't just book one night. You got to book two. No, I'll do. Right. I would book two. Shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. So um, what I want to do is while she's up there is go do a tour, uh, do a tour, shit like that, you know, and go check the place out. I mean, she's, it would be fantastic. James, James, she's telling you she'll call a Uber. No Ubers. I got this. Don't worry okay. about it. I got this. All right. Just uh, take her, take her, James, on our James, here. James, take her SIM card. There you go. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a seat. Well, she's got, look, I saw her airline tickets. I mean, she's on my app. So <laughs> Darren, uh, Darren Wedlock asks, is that the place where they recorded that princess asking who's speaking? That's, this is where you see, wait, uh, here's Johnny. If y'all yes, remember the, movie, the, the shining, shining was yes. based off of that. Yeah. yeah the shining was filmed King in was the Stanley. There. And he, he wrote, wrote the whole movie in one night. He wrote the whole book. He wrote the whole book on while he was there. Yeah. Yeah. Within the course of a night, he had the mm -hmm. whole everything laid out. Um, that's his inspiration for the movie. Uh, I don't know the history. I'm going to start digging into it to find out. Um, and I'm not going to bring any investigation stuff with me because I got to board a plane and I'll be up there nine days for work. So I'll be up in Colorado for a minute. So I won't be able to take anything with me. But Just like, take at least a recorder. Camera, I might take my camera with me, but, you know, I want to go check it out. Yeah, but ta definitely take a, a good digital recorder where you can get up there yeah. and uh, try and get some EVPs. That would be awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but the Shining is... Thing, um, so I was telling you guys before we came on uh, about I had a little thing 
on we, my we wrist know. and on the other we, we side. Heard. And uh, and I started doing surgery on myself. And, uh, you know, for the longest time, I was like, man, I, I'm looking at, I still have the scar right now. I'm looking at it. And it went clean through one side and out the other. And I'm like, damn, man, it's just kind of like through my wrist. It was kind of like, is this Sigmata type of stuff right here or what? And then um, Danielle walked through the door, busted me, cutting this thing open in the kitchen sink. And uh, I was bleeding everywhere. But funny story there. But, um, you know, people have experienced this kind of thing, you know. And I think, Rick, it's probably most – you've done the research on it. You know better. But it's probably most – uh, like around the Vatican and stuff like that, like people that are oh, really ingrained in it. It is It is actually started way back in the 12th century. It's been that far back. It started with a Father Assisus or something like that. Let me see if I can pronounce that right. St. Francis of Assisi? Yes. Uh, yeah, that guy. St. Francis and, yeah, of Assisi, yeah. You know, it just kept on going from there. And mm-hmm. a lot of people sat there. Uh, this was kind of like a pilgrimage of spirituality for the Catholic Church and or anybody who wanted to be basically a saint, so to speak, or go into that spirituality portion of really deep, deep Catholicism, if you will. And I, In that I, ranking, I, yeah. I, yeah, I hate to, I hesitate to say that because there's other forms of this going on in the essence of what's happening Again, I'll bring up the part in speaking in tongues. I'll uh, bring up the part that I looked into. As I'll return as momentarily, gentlemen. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, I've, I looked into it as far as the laying on of hands, okay? I don't know if you've ever been into any of those type of um, services or anything, James, but I went to study and to hear and basically experience what these people were going through when they had, quote, a healing service. One of this my, the, my one of my first experiences in one of those services was when a gentleman went forward and he talked to the pastor as he went up front to the altar. And this is a, a service where they were laying on of hands, okay? Mm-hmm. And he, he had he called the deacons, he called the elders of the church up, and we were sitting back in the pews and everything. And they started talking and all at once they were just yelling and screaming in tongues. And, and I mean, to me, it just sounded like all hell broke loose, basically yeah, is what it sounded yeah. like to me. And all at once, and this is what got me into the paranormal to begin with, James, was as this gentleman bent down under the weight of these people with their hands on him and praying and yelling and screaming and all this other stuff in tongues, there was a black mist almost come out of the sky and, and go up into the air and dissipate into the church. And yeah, that's weird. Which, and all went to, you could feel coming towards you a wave of almost depression, oppression, everything. Hmm. And it took everything that I had within me to fight that off so that would not become a part of me. And that's right. what held me into this paranormal thing because I knew right then there's something more to this this spirituality and just what what's on in this book or in these four walls. Oh yeah, and that's what started me into this in, into this quest, and I've been in it for a long time, wanting to know the experiences of people that do have these out of body experiences, if you will, because I've seen yeah. them on in the church, and I've seen them other places at meetings and things like that where they'll just basically fall out and just just be gone in the spirit as they say okay mm-hmm. it's the same trauma, uh, traumatizing endeavor if you will as the people with this stigmata i mean i can't imagine look at my palms of my hand or my eyes or any even in my side and have a flesh wound that is that is big enough to start bleeding and become it have it become such a um, an experience that you can't explain it. No one's been able to explain what this stigma really, really is, James. No, and I mean there's theories out there, and the, you know the Vatican has theories about this, and um, the high priest and the the uh, the bishops and you know the Pope himself and everybody they have theories, but they don't have anything definitive, right? And or the, maybe they do. I mean, the Vatican is full of secrets. We all know oh, that. Yeah. You know, they are oh, so yeah. full of secrets. You know, there's a thing in the Vatican where you can't research anything 
in that in the vault down there unless you were like a, a esteemed scholar like you have to have credentials and be like a uh, a top scholar and then once you get in there you're not allowed to look anything that's less than 70 years old right so right. How, how weird yeah so that's that's kind of weird right so um, but the other thing, so have you ever seen a statue bleed before, like cry blood? Right, and, right. And, and I'm looking at do a things, right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, do yeah. things like that. So you see these weird things, you know, that happens. Um, statues are crying blood, you know, Fatima's crying blood, you know, down there mm-hmm. in Rio de Janeiro. And it's just, how do you, how do you uh, process something like that? So, like, if you see something like that in person, um, how do you process that? Me, uh, being an investigative kind of guy, I would look for any kind of, you know, any ducts or anything like like that, you know, or any wiring or hosing or anything, stuff like that. But no, if you got a statue on its own, it just starts randomly bleeding from the eyes. That's that's kind of a shocker. Right. Think about that. Now, that's kind of weird. I think of some of the places that, that Eddie's been, that I've been, where we've actually seen and had experiences where these books over here on the shelf would move yeah or you'd have disembodied voices and they would sit there and call your name they knew you were coming before you got there Mm -hmm. okay i've been a lot of places they knew i was coming before i got there and sometimes sometimes the only time that i i could hear them i was the only one that could hear them i would hear them call my name rick how are Mm -hmm. you you know things like that yeah and but at the same time, when we look at these paranormal experiences that we've been through and we've experienced ourselves, yep. what, what makes it so different, our experiences, as what happens in that church or the stigmata? Where is the different, different type of um, agenda, so to speak, or well, definition the, the dif- come in? The difference is I mean, you, have, um, you have old people like... I don't want to. I don't want to categorize old folks, but you have people that's been. Into, yeah, I'm going to stay watching. Damn it! <laughs> you, have, you have people that's been into their, uh, you know, into the church since they were born, right? And now they're right. 80 years old. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. as an 80 year old person in a church, when you see a stigmata for the first time at 80 years old after being in church all your life, it kind of solidifies the reason you've been there your entire life, right? We see mm-hmm. things because we go out and seek things. We go out and look for things, and we sometimes we find things, right, um, during our investigations and things like that. So um, we're kind of, I don't want to say we're uh, used to it, but because there's always something that's going to shock you, that's going to surprise you. It's, there's just something that happens during investigation that you're like, oh, shit, what was that? You know, there's always mm-hmm. a little element of surprise, but we're built for that. Like we always go out, we look for it. We're built for it. Okay. So it's not like we spend our whole lives blind to the paranormal. And then one day we see something and then we shit the bed and then we're like, Oh, there it is. No, we kind of between there's the difference between me and you, Eddie and, and other investigators versus old folks that have been in church their entire life and see this one time, the stigmata, or they see a, um, a poltergeist or they see a uh, um, exorcism, you know, um, once or they hear about it, you know, and, and that's the thing that freaks them out. And they're like, holy shit, I can't believe this just happened. You know, I've been hearing about this my entire life and now I finally experienced it. I'm 80 years old. <laughs> but us, we go out and seek it. And I think that's, that's the difference right there, now, Rick, is now, that we look for it and we seek it. We I'm going to I'm gonna read you real quick what Stigmata shows here in uh as far as a definition in Christianity are the appearances of of bodily wounds, scars and pain in locations corresponding to the crucifixion wounds of Jesus Christ, such as the hands, wrist and feet. An individual Mm -hmm. bearing these wounds of stigmata is known as a stigmatist or a stigmatic. Um, Stigmatas are primarily associated with Roman Catholicism Many reported right. stigmatics are members of Catholic religious orders. Uh, so, I mean, it's just a lot of them are of these different orders. Now, one of the most famous uh, of all the stig- stigmatics is uh, Padre uh, Pio, which uh, he became famous for exhibiting stigmata most of his life, thereby generating much interest and controversy. Uh, he was uh, beatified in 1999 and canonized in 2002 by Pope John Paul II. 
Uh, he yeah. died the 23rd of September, 1968, at the age of 81. Wow. Interesting. And, now, you know, now listen to recorded, this. Um, we also have five saints are among the handful of the faithful who have received the stigmata. Saint Saint Francis of Assisi. Mm-hmm. I guess that's how you yep. pronounce it. Saint that's Padre it. Pio. Assisi or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like Assisi. that. Assisi. <laughs> Saint Catherine of Siena. Mm-hmm. Yep. Saint Fatina Kowalski, Kowalska. Uh, mm-hmm. And Saint Rita of Casita or Casia, and those are the main ones that have been Casilla. throughout mm-hmm, yeah. throughout this whole thing. So I mean, and the mystery of the five wounds in history is uh, first uh, the first case of stigmata, the appearance of marks or actual wounds like those Christ received during the crucifixion was uh, recorded in 1224. Damn. Was when mm-hmm. the first one was uh, found. Wow, um, that goes way back. Yeah, yep. I mean, yeah. Uh, Padre Pio, eighteen eighty-seven to nineteen sixty-eight, Italian priest and stigmatic, was uh, elevated to sainthood in two thousand two by Saint uh, as a saint of. I'm not even going to try and pronounce that, but it goes on to say uh, <laughs> in the nineteen forties he heard the confession of the future Pope John Paul II and John Paul. Uh, recorded told him he would one day ascend to the highest post in the church through further confirmation though with further confirmation is needed the marks of the stigmata can be seen in Padre Pio's hands on some wow. of the photos that he's had uh, it says on September 14, 1224 a Saturday Francis of Ass- Assisi mm-hmm. noted yes. uh, and ho- uh, an ascetic and holy man Future saint was preparing to enter the second month of a retreat with a few close companions on Monte uh, Monte Laverna, uh, overlooking the river Arnio in Tuscany. Francis had spent the previous few weeks in prolonged contemplation of the suffering Jesus Christ on the cross, and he may well have been weak from uh, protracted fasting. As he knelt to pray mm-hmm. in the first light of dawn, uh, which is uh, the Voriti, the little flowers of St. Francis of Assisi, a collection of legend and stories about the saint. He began to contemplate the passion of Christ, and his fever grew so strong within him that he became wholly transformed into Jesus through love and compassion. While he was inflamed, he saw a... Seraph, S-E-R-A-P-H. Seraph. Mm-hmm. Seraph. Yeah. With six shining, fiery wings descend from heaven. The seraph drew near to St. Francis in swift flight so that he could see him clearly and recognize that he had the form of a man crucified. After a long period of secret converse, uh, this mysterious vision faded, leaving in his body a wounded image in the imprint of the Passion of Christ. For in the hands and feet of St. Francis forwith began to appear the marks of the nails in the same manner as he had seen them in the body of Jesus crucified. Yeah. So, do you all understand what the actual Passion of Christ is? Go for it. So, the Passion of Christ is the journey um, of Christ from uh, from his judgment area to Golgotha. Golgotha was the hill he was crucified on, right? Mm-hmm. So the whole passion is from there to there. Uh, there's 12 stations. So when you do the, um, during Lent, you do the um, the 12 stations of Christ. The way of the cross. The way of the cross. Um, there's 12 different stations that, that he went through, or 12 different segments and things. And that's, that's the entire passion of Christ. Uh, where he was ultimately crucified at was on the hill called Golgotha. And Golgotha. It, Golga, yeah, Golgotha, Golgotha depends on where you're from, mm-hmm. um, and it means the hill of the skulls is the right. name. That's that's the translation of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the entire passion of Christ. Um, so when somebody says they they they've been through the um, uh, what's a good word for it, Eddie? Um, 
when you when you've been through the passion of Christ in a uh, spiritual hallucinating I don't know the, the good term for this visions a vision yeah 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 like a vision of Visionatic. the passion yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so like when you've gone through the vision of the passion of Christ that means you've gone through a whole lot of stuff like you you've gone from the trial to the uh, execution right so you've you've entered that whole journey and all the suffering along that journey and then the actual uh the end result of the crucifixion on Golgotha. Um so just to say that you've you've endured the passion of Christ is it's a small statement, but it's a huge thing when you look at the actual undertaking of the entire journey. Now also So it's a big statement. Uh women also get the uh stigmatic or mm-hmm. you know as well. And Therese Newman, the controversial German stigmatic Claimed to have lived for years on nothing more than communion wafers and wine. Can you believe Oof. that? Well, I talk about wow. putting those away like freaking potato Damn. chips. Yeah, they're they're barely anything. Yeah. 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 Okay, I, I got a little thing here for you guys. <clears throat> the native the Native American world did not recognize, and in a lot of ways, even today. We do not recognize Christianity and or anything with the church because before you guys came, okay, there was no Christ. There was no cross. There was no crucifixion. There was nothing but our spirituality that we had. And I, I say that because I know a lot of the elders that still study the old, old ways of spirituality and things like that. Um, and yet they have the same experiences as far as what you have in Christianity in dealing with the spiritual world. Now, whether or not this coincides with what the Christian belief is, or whether it coincides with a lot of people want to say that that some of the things that the Native American world is about is pagan, so to speak. I'll accept yeah. that. Okay? I'll accept that because yeah. we have been here a lot longer in a spiritual sense than most religions have been around in the United States of America. And these tribes still recognize and have a spiritual sense of existence in a world that a lot of you don't understand. You know, I wouldn't, Rick, I wouldn't say most people, I'd say everybody in the United States. I mean, the native folks have been around before anybody. Mm-hmm. In the United yeah. States, so I wouldn't even put it as most people. I'd put it as straight be up there. Yeah, you, you know, you guys have been around since before anybody right. from anywhere around the world. We, you know, I guess, I guess my point is that is that we have and had the same experiences spiritually in the essence of that spiritual world as what you have in church, like like the stigmata or the speaking in tongues or whatever the. Um, right spirituality might be of that church we don't have church okay we have a gathering and that's what we call it so let me ask you a question go ahead so um when when you compare um the uh crucifixion and 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 jesus in general right um Mm -hmm. you can compare that to a lot of different um religions that were way before you know uh bc and ad right so you have the hindu and the indian uh religion whatever that is you know i'm, I'm not up to date on all that stuff right but Buddha, Zen. yeah they have all that right and, but they always have this one guy like their version of jesus right mm-hmm. and it's kind of follows the same format so uh, it's it's interesting to find out from your perspective um what the uh what the natives was there one guy or was it just a no. collaboration of a spiritual uh, consciousness or, or how does that work? It was just like what you said. It's a collaboration of spiritual consciousness that we believe okay. in, that we we take uh, as far as a sacred road and walk. It's called the Red Red Road. And the it, red it, road. All, it all oh. has to do with spirituality, knowing that we are spirit, meaning that we are the ultimate spirit in the essence of mm-hmm. what we are as far as a human and then the other ones go it's kind of like the ladder so to speak everything yeah. has a spirit the, the trees have a spirit the grass have a spirit the air has a spirit everything and it's basically a gathering of those spirituality forms and places and things like that that give us a sense of 
oneness with this world, oneness with this um, occurring theme, so to speak, it is to be good to your brother and your sister mm-hmm. and leave this place a better place and, and treat Mother Earth as if she is your God or a goddess, because basically she is. She provides so, to us. That's very interesting. So um, you've seen Star Wars, right? Right. Yeah. So you can kind of compare that to like Star Wars probably ripped you guys off with the force. Right. 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 That's mm-hmm. what that's, you know, that's what that's, that's kind of what that sounds like. Like, mm-hmm. uh, because they explain that in star Wars with the force, you know, it's everything around you. It's the rock, it's the mud, it's the trees, it's the air, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's, uh, ah, damn, I didn't think about that. So that's probably where they got that from. So right. that puts a, that puts a good spin and a good perspective on things. Um, because I can't think of what the name of that movie was with the blue. Um, I can't think of it. The, anyway, this movie had the oh Avatar. Ah, Avatar. There you go. Yeah, Avatar. Yeah, it's makes sense. Cons- it's the same um, script, so to speak, only mm-hmm. told in a different way. Okay. Well, Hollywood owes you guys some money. Oh, we do. I want some reparation here. Hollywood, Hollywood owes you guys but, some money. <laughs> but what I that's, see, that's current day yeah, that's current day reparation. I ain't talking no damn beads or blanket, okay? No, <laughs> oh, bullshit. <laughs> that's but fantastic. What I, like about it, what I like about it is the fact that, you know, our spirituality and your spirituality or anybody's spirituality is just that. I don't want to I don't want to encase it. I don't want to pigeonhole it or anything else like that. But spirituality is spirituality. Okay. now, not to say I was raised in a very, very strict church. Okay, I was indoctrinated into spirituality by what their theology and everything else about that religion was all about. And I I, I've been I fought two wars in my life one for the existence of my native american world and one for the existence of christianity in the essence of what is going to happen mm-hmm. and the totality of what the two and then you sit there and try to to put the two together and that's a battle in itself you know yeah oh and yeah in saying that i see where you two where, where the the christian world and the catholic world the presbyterian world the baptist the whatever you might be yeah this is where the blending of this comes in in the essence of what is right and what is wrong okay mm-hmm. and i've heard so many downright arguments and fights over well the baptist way is the only way by god no the protestant way is the only way no the catholic way and we're sitting back going, wow, why do you fight yeah. yourselves? You know? Exactly. Yeah. What's the fighting about? So yeah. how, how, how accepting would the tribe be to bring an outsider in, you know, with the Christian views and things like that to see um, how the tribe and how, how the folks, you know, in the native world view things? How, how accepting would they be of that? We, or is we've that, done that. I brought, I brought people. Have you? I... Uh, when we have what we call powwows now, yeah, there's two di- two different powwows. Okay, there's my powwow, and then there's the public powwow. Okay, where mm-hmm. you're going to have the dancers and you're going to have the um, jingle dances and the fancy dancers and everything. I mean, that's aimed at basically PR. Okay, yeah, we believe in that stuff, and it was also a very much and still is a very much part of our culture. Right, but we have a deeper spiritual culture even up to the point of the peyote church okay that a lot of people have never seen or been a part of and as you walk into that spirituality because you have to be invited and accepted with the elders of those churches and everything else like that that goes on in there that as you're being taught and everything else like that we've tried to share and tried to bring other people and there's been other people that's come into the culture and understand it, but only to a point. And they, yeah. they, they, everybody has a limitation, as it were, just like in our paranormal world, okay? I know mm-hmm. people that will only go to a point in our paranormal world if they hear a voice or if they, you know, feel eebie-jeebies or whatever, that's it. They're gone. Yep. That's the same thing in the spiritual world, too, when you get into the spiritual world of actually being a part of that endeavor to go deeper and further than you've ever gone now, before. Now, Rick, uh, Darren says, don't most of the tribes call God grandfather? 
we do a lot of them do but a lot of things that that happen as far as he is creator to us that is the essence of what he is he is creator um a lot of you'll find a lot of hollywood has told him that yes that he is great grandfather grandmother and things like that but i mean hollywood has taken over a lot of the actual cultural meanings of who our spiritual guide is and he is and only is called creator mm. now in that's interesting in, in uh the native american uh realm i guess you could say during any of these uh types of gatherings where y'all get together powwows you know if you mm -hmm. will do you have you all ever had any of this uh type of stigmata or anything like that take place no nothing like that nothing like that so there's no um, reported stigmata within uh native american no none whatsoever um I, I guess I could best explain the spirituality portion of what we do for the betterment of oneself, but also for the betterment. It's like you were talking about James on Star Trek, where um, Spock. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars and Star Trek, too, where Spock was talking about the, uh, the betterment of one outweighs the, you know, betterment of the few. Yeah. And so I probably said that all wrong. Yeah, I, I think you I think you had it backwards. <laughs> yeah yeah it's okay but anyway that's what our spirituality is all about is that we become better in ourselves to help those that uh, surround us and so collectively if everyone is bettering themselves spiritually then the collectively well, we will be a spiritual body let, let me ask you this Rick. one let me ask you this if in the native american world there's never been a report of a stigmata what does that mean when stigmatas mainly have shown up in the world of Christianity? That's a good, that is a good question because that, that shows basically to not only me, but to a lot of other people, the individuality of, of religion. Okay. We, in this modern world and this age, we tend to want to pigeonhole and categorically put things in perspective of what they see and what they experience. Now, in our world, Native American world, we never had Christ. We never had Jesus. We never had the crucifixion. We didn't have any Christianity whatsoever until it was brought over to the United States of America. And then it was force fed to us because that was basically what we were uh, told, you know, mm -hmm. and they were going to change the pagan and they were going to change the savage ways of our ways and make us believe what they believe. And I'll, I'll, I'll be one to thoroughly tell you, you can not make anybody believe something if they don't want to believe it. No, absolutely not. They may tell you to your face so, that, okay, yeah, I'll go with that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're actually believing it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes, but yeah. do you think so, honestly? Eddie, just to just to back that up, so on the uh, so, go ahead. I was, do you think honestly, if somebody thinks hard enough, such as thinking about the stigmata, or feel that it's a possibility it could happen to them, do you think by their own thoughts, their own brain, they could manifest that into existence? I sure do. You know, you just stole you, the words out of my yes, mouth, Eddie, you, right there. It is. It is. Uh, it's not something without consideration because it is given that we don't use the entirety of our ability to think with our brains. We do not see the the entirety of the spirituality that lives within us and our ability to become mm -hmm. spiritual giants, if you will. And if you look throughout history, and if you look, I don't care what religion it is, there's always the leaders of that religion that have become giants because they have taken the time to sit there and be a part of a spiritual, spiritualness and oneness of themselves that become the totality of what they want to manifest. Because it's just like... Uh, so, Eddie, you just took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, I, I kind of thought that's where you're headed with it. That's how come I just kind of showed up because I thought you were going to jump in there and say it. But, you know, the, the thing of it is, it's like uh, there was a, a... God, what's the name of that project? Where those uh, college students took a statue and 
uh, so many times a week they would try and get together and they would concentrate on it and think about it and they made a name for it and they created and manifested their own entity out of this uh, image that they were portraying that they were looking at is I mean do you know what I'm talking about I forget the name yeah. of what what this is if I, anybody I out there and remembers that's, and that's what I'm that's huh? what I'm saying. You have a collective unit of people, okay? The United States government has done the same thing with remote viewing. They have done the same exact yeah. thing. It's it's not in the essence of a spiritual sense, but it is. Oh God! Because it goes collectively into your being, into your mind, and into your spirituality that you can set there. It's mm -hmm. the same thing in the essence of when, sometimes when uh, people astral travel, okay? You know, here's go ahead. Man. Here's a good way I could here's a good way I could explain this. If you take an oak tree, a well developed oak tree, and you cut it at the base of the of the tree, right? Mm -hmm. A nice level plain cut. And then you flip that tree upside down, and where you cut at is now on the top, right? And it's a nice even plane. Maybe that's the spirit. And then you look down in the leaves and the sticks the branches and everything else that may be the journey so like on the right side of the tree you have catholics in the center you have uh buddha and zen and you have um you know uh navajo or you have you know all these other things coming up from the bottom going through the tree through the branches up in the trunk and then they end up on the same spiritual plane okay so that's one way i can look at this right so we're all on the same spiritual plane but our journey may be different you know, so if you have a stigmata on the right side of that tree, maybe that's what you have to go through in your mind frame, in your um, in your projection to get to that spiritual plane. Right. So maybe if, if you're Sheba and you see a, a seven headed God or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, it is the hell they that's maybe what they have to go through to get to that same spiritual plane. And Eddie, like you said, the projection part of it, right? So if, if they firmly believe, you could sit there all day long and, and, and be in 100% health and start thinking you're sick, um, you'll end up sick. You will, because your mind is so powerful. What okay. if that's the same thing that stigmata is, right? See, this it could is, be that. This is similar to the Mandela effect. Thing, or it could be, you know, some other dimensional type of thing. See, this is, is kind of like what, what was known as the Mandela effect. Right. That's, uh, but there, there were some students back in the day that took this statue. It was a fictional person, per se. And they decided that maybe spirits were the, you know, you know as far as like when you are, you know, doing an investigation were actually created or manifested by the people's belief yeah. that they are there. Basically, it's something that you create in your own mind. And it become, and it actually Is takes... Is that a possibility? It takes form. And so they were, they did this experiment and they would all gather together, hold hands, concentrate on this statue, bringing it to life, creating a name, creating a... a uh, the type of uh, being they wanted it to be and it they they started to get results with it um however i think at some point it became uh, the results were starting to become more violent or something like that took place anyway they scrapped the project uh but it was working um mm -hmm. but whether it was their own mind that created the the manifestations that were occurring or maybe they opened up a door and allowed something in that was for real. You know, there's no way to tell because there's no way to scientifically prove. Yeah, there's no way to scientifically prove that this was yeah. the case either way. So scientifically, it's thrown out the window because, you know, for science, you've got to be able to recreate and duplicate the outcome of the project mm -hmm. each and every time. Evidence recreation. Yeah. Right. So because yeah. that could not happen, uh, it was never there was never anything else on it however you have to think to yourself could some of these spirits that we're finding EVPs that we're picking up 
uh, things that are moving, uh, the psychokinesis that occurs in a lot of situations, the poltergeist type activity. Is that stuff that the investigators themselves are creating or the people that are living there are creating because they feel that there's something going on or they feel that there's something there? And, the, and could that belief system be so strong that these things can manifest? And as you, uh, as you know, most poltergeist activity take place when it's normally girls reaching the age of puberty and creating a lot of these poltergeist type activities within an area. So, Eddie, I think that's that's a good point, um, and I think there's a limitation to that. So, I think you can you can manifest things in the form of voices and EVPs and things like that. But when things start getting physical and doors slamming on you or shit starts flying around the room, um, I think it's a little more than than manifestation. Personally, that's just me. Um, you know, I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but just me. I think. When things start really happening, things start to move and physical things um, start happening. That's more than manifestation and telekinesis, I think. Um, it's just, it's such a vague, man, it's, it's so many gray areas in this. There that's is. why we investigate. That's why we're hungry for it. There that's is. We, it, know, it's just, you know, a, it's a, man, it's a theory. Just, we want to know, you know, it's just killing us. Yeah, it's a, it's a theory, you know. So, I mean, it's, there's possibilities in, in all of this. <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, we, we are we are we've got like a minute and a half. Yeah. So, uh, wow. yeah, I mean, the time went by so fast over here. It wasn't even funny. Sorry, I had to bolt away a couple of times. I had a supper waiting, so I had to kind of like yeah. swallow it down real quick. I've been so busy all day. I haven't had a chance. Um, we're going to start off with final thoughts on Rick Warren and then oh, from there, it, James Toops and myself. Well, my final thoughts is this, is that <clears throat> I truly believe that each and every one of us has spirituality about us that we as an individual and then later on as a group we need to look into we need to find we need to find whether it's in a church my church is outside it's mother nature i can go to that river and commune with my my great creator and we can walk outside and smell the air and see the sunshine we all have that ability to communicate religiously if you want to call it that but i call it spiritually because I can communicate with you, James, and I can communicate with you, Eddie, on a spiritual level. It just depends on how far we want to take it in the essence of what and how we want to do it. And everybody has that ability. And everybody wants that ability because nobody wants to be alone in that spiritual world because that's an empty world. It really is. And so I would say that if we have a chance to go ahead, explore, Explore your spirituality from not only what we talked about in stigmata, but everything else in between. Because what you do is when you open that door, like James says, there's no closing that door once you open it. Because your mind mm -hmm. and your spirit want to learn, want to understand, want to absorb what spirituality is. Yep. James. Absolutely, Rick. 100% agree. Um as always, thanks, guys, for having me on the show. It's a privilege and an honor to be on this show um, because, first of all, I'm among good company. And um, second is I learn something every time I get on this show. And uh, it's, it's fantastic, you know, just to have the opportunity. Um, you know, Rick, I'll be waiting on that invitation. I'd love to sit in a teepee with you guys, hang around. Um, we don't have to do anything illegal in the states but you know we'll hang around <laughs> we'll hang around you know and uh sweat lodge it out man sweat lodge it out i'm not pretty naked but hey you guys are gonna have to deal with it you don't but, see uh, anything in the dark you know, hey, believe it's, me. It's, There's no, you cannot see nothing uh, yeah believe me <laughs> just just, good, just keep one thing in guys. mind i'm like in the dark you know because I'm, I'm about as white as a sheep man james just keep one thing in mind there's no state <laughs> snakes in native american culture that's going to sneak uh, up behind you, you. Know, thank you guys for having me on <laughs> Uh, yeah, that might be a problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> might be a problem. Just well, as long as I don't, as long as I know it's a snake and not something yeah. else, I'm touching. Whatever. <laughs> hey, you're the one talking about being naked. Okay. You know. Um. <laughs> so okay, I'm uh, good with that. You know, but uh, but I'll tell you what, man. I always learn something every 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 show, man. I always learn something, and uh, this is a great show. And um, you know, thanks thanks you guys for having me on. And um, you know, in the Catholic realm of things, I wish I could offer more, but. You know, it is it is kind of what it is. There's not a lot of information on stigmatas in the in the Catholic. Like we're 
I was raised Catholic, brought up Catholic my whole life, and um, we didn't hear about this. We didn't hear about that or exorcisms or anything else. You know, like we were strictly uh, routine. Everything you did in the, in the Catholic life is routine. It's 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 like a, it's almost like aerobics or not aerobics, but what is that? Um, yeah, shit. I guess yeah, aerobics. Whatever. You know, this is sit, stand, kneel, and sit down again and, and hear the same thing every week. And you didn't really get a, a lot of knowledge on stuff like this. So you have to go out and research for yourself. But, um, you know, hey, man, uh, I think it was a great show tonight. And, uh, you know, I learned a little bit. And it was uh, it was good. Thank you, guys. Thank you, James. Thank you, Rick. I really appreciate you guys each and every week because, honestly, you guys are paranormal analytical. So without you, it, the show wouldn't be the same. And uh, so thank you so much for being on the show each and every week and, and, you know, bringing your thoughts and your ideas. And, Rick, thank you for also bringing up a lot of subject matter. Uh, A lot of this subject matter that we have or that we do on here, uh, Rick brings to the table. And it's a lot of this stuff is things that we normally wouldn't think about as being in the paranormal realm, although they are. So I think it's really good because it gives different perspectives on different areas that we should really expand our knowledge and look into as well. So uh, thank you all for listening and taking the time to sit here and listen to us jab all night long and uh, talk about a lot of this stuff. But, you know, we really appreciate it. But in, in reference to the stigmata, I do want to say, you know, that it is something that I feel is very significant. It's very important in the realm of the paranormal. And I think each and every one of us should dig a little bit deeper into these uh things that happen to people i mean they're they're things that are out of the ordinary they're you know supernatural paranormal they yeah, really are exactly um, exactly they, they really cannot be explained There's weird stuff out there yeah and and you know and i look at these things a lot of the times like possibly the you know one one of a person's mind creating uh, but if that's the case you know we have some really powerful minds and we do if, if uh we're able to to do these kind of things or to to manifest our own entities or our own spirits or whatever the case might be. I think it's just, mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I think it's an incredible, an incredible thing. And it's definitely areas that we should concentrate more in and try and create experiments of our own and think outside of the box and do these things in order to try and better the field of paranormal research. Because without all these brilliant minds and all of us putting our Absolutely. heads together, uh, we're going to stay just running in a circle. So we need to get out of that circle and uh, run into a wall at, at certain times and push through and uh, create new territory. Uh, so with that, I just want to say thank you, everybody. We love you guys. We appreciate you all being with us each and every week. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow night we have a show also on Political Analytical. You're not going to want to miss that. It's uh, got a lot of serious stuff taking place. But yes. uh we love you guys. Be safe. Take care. Eyes to the sky, James. There you go. That's that's James' little thing. He didn't say it. Eyes so to the I, sky, baby. Keep you didn't say there. it, so I had to say it for you. So keep your keep your <laughs> keep your eyes to the sky, guys. And with all the <laughs> UFO stuff happening, definitely mm-hmm. keep a good lookout. So y'all take care once again, and we shall see you next time on Paranormal Analytical. Good night, gentlemen. Good night, boys.